from the Summer Skate Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for January 1st, 2023. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless, unlimited high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, and a very happy new year to everybody out there. Uh, Scott Strandy with you today from a very rainy, soggy, wet Tempe, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you tonight? Uh, certainly not any. <laughs> certainly not in anything palatial. That's one. Two, I can. I use like both that little hands. chuckle. <laughs> Two, I can use both hands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, folks, I need skates if if I'm going to be in water or ice oh, because just wearing shoes doesn't cut it anymore. As I. Uh, I had a little mishap today, fell backwards, struck my left hand, the back of my hand, against a uh, brick column, uh, the uh, column what, one. What, it's not, um, it, it, you, you weren't on a throat, this wasn't North Dakota. Uh, I know, it was slippery though, it was wet and slippery what? on the steps, and uh, I just lost my balance, and I had my phone in my right hand, and I didn't want to take a chance on smashing my phone, so I reached back with my left, thought I was going to brace myself from a fall, and I never did actually fall because I struck my hand on a brick column and <laughs> and that kept me from falling down. So that oh, well, was that's good. good. All right. Yeah. Well, but anyway, something. oh my Jeez. punctured, uh, punctured the skin. I had blood running all over me. Finally got that to stop. And then um, and then now dealing with a broken hand, which I have to have uh, checked out tomorrow because uh, it's New Year's Day today. Um, did also you know Sunday. that, by the way? 2023 oh, started today. I hadn't known. I didn't know that. Uh, We're going to have a great show to kick off the year. And here's why. Because uh, we had four really good New Year's Eve games. New Year's Eve wins for four of the seven teams in our uh, coverage area. Uh, A close loss for Colorado College. Denver was off. And so was Air Force. And Air Force didn't play because, of all things, their games got canceled so in Colorado Springs because Canisius couldn't get out of Buffalo. Yeah, well, <laughs> that is just too easy. I'm just going to leave that right where it is. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And, and, and I'm telling you right now, and, and I've said this before, that, that I, I told my son he was nuts if he went to school there. Absolutely out of his cotton-picking mind. If you have to go to a place where they have to build underground tunnels for you to move around for half the year. Um, Paul, yeah. they have that in Duluth, too. Wow, I rest my case. <laughs> and they were great. In the wintertime, they were awesome. I only wish they'd had the new uh, 
the yeah. new facility built when I was there with the on-campus practice rink because then you never would have had to leave except for game days to go to the arena. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, you could get everything you wanted in underground tunnels. You never had to come out um, unless you wanted what to. Are you, I don't think, what are you got? What they they should have called you guys groundhogs instead of bulldogs because <laughs> you only come out at the end of this at the end of the winter. To, to look at shadows. Uh, our oh, producer smokes. is chiming in about Grand Forks as well, by the way. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> that, that, well, I'll, that, that, I'll say the same thing. You guys should have been the groundhogs, too. Get out of your mind? <laughs> Let me tell you this, though. I mean, I get that Buffalo had a lot of snow, but, I mean, they, they had a had week. To left they had a week ago. to get them out of there, and they still couldn't do it. Uh, are you going to pay for that extra week of hotels? <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about after it snowed on Christmas, they still had till New Year's weekend. They couldn't no. get one flight out of there. They couldn't get out of their buildings. There were pictures of the buildings that were frozen from the outside. <laughs> oh, my goodness. People I'm glad I didn't see that. Out. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, so Air Force didn't play. The Denver Pioneers were on a big break, and and luckily they have one because they got some competition coming their way this weekend. Uh, I don't care what the numbers say. Uh, Fairbanks is a scary team right now, and they're gonna. So we'll get to that all in a minute. I also want to mention that uh, the Big Desert Classic is uh, coming up again. Um, it's finally back, and it's back in Mullet Arena. It's this weekend. Games at uh, 3.30 and 7 o'clock, I'm told, on Friday, and 3.30 and 7 o'clock uh, Mountain Time on Saturday as well. It'll be uh, Arizona State, Air Force, Boston University, and Michigan Tech. Um, I sent a little welcome today, and it took Michigan Tech about two and a half minutes to go like, okay, see you this weekend. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fine. I mean, um, I'm sure they're looking to get out of, I know that Houghton is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, they're looking Houghton, to get right? out of Houghton. Yeah, <laughs> I can guarantee Especially you that. Especially this time of year, I had to. I had to make sure I had it right because I didn't want to say the. Um, I didn't want to say. I wanted to make sure I wasn't screwing up Houghton and Marquette because I know that would probably piss somebody off. But. Yeah, Marquette would be the home of the Northern Michigan. Yeah, the, University. Yeah, yeah. We don't mention their nickname in the show. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, Michigan. Michigan Tech on their way here. They will play Arizona State in the second game. Boston University and Air Force will play. And Paul and I had this debate uh, on the phone last night. Coach Powers told us, Paul, during a, a podcast that he gave the choice to Frank Serratori. Okay. And Frank Serratori said, I choose Boston University. Okay. So anyway, that's all the I, parents listen, got set up. Them, but I didn't remember that, but you... Know, you I'm old. I my my memory was shot a long time ago. Yeah, most well, of my brain true. cells are still out where you are, on the floor somewhere, <laughs> on the cutting room floor. <laughs> not the cutting room floor, just all over Tempe. And not South anymore Scott's because it, you didn't even recognize the place again now, and well, it's only been I'm, a couple of years since you were here. But when you come back out this time, you still wouldn't recognize it. It's changed so much. But I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm we it, it, because. You know, sometimes we have to talk about non-hockey things, but um, the the Court of Appeals in Arizona ruled against the old folks' home on the corner of University and Mill. <laughs> yes, they and did. Rightfully, I, I so. saw and, that and, on the news. And 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 I have to say something to my soon-to-be fellow retirees: What in God's name did you think was going to happen? on that corner <laughs> when you moved into that apartment complex. Well, I have a better question. Did you think it was going to be church silent? Are you uh, kidding? I've got a better question for you. Why did you build that there? Oh, <laughs> we know the answer to that question. <laughs> I know, but there's a million other ways to make money. You couldn't have found anything else other than that corner. I mean, and that's well, right across the street, cash, by the way, by the from way. Your, your favorite uh, burger joint. That should be everybody's favorite joint, the Chuck Box. But I mean, I'm going to go see them this week and see if they want to buy an ad to help us promote the uh, the uh, Desert Classic. And I'm going to tell them that Paul Hornstein sent me. Can I do that? That's fine. I don't care. They will. I, if they know who I am, that's great. But um, 
<laughs> anyway, we, we're going to try to sell some ads and uh, put on a really good show this weekend for you. I haven't told Paul yet, but he might have to work some extra time. Um, that is not happening. To, to help deal deal with uh, what's going on this weekend. The, it's a big event. And uh, I was, other than the students, I was the only media to, to witness this big win. And I want to start right there tonight, Paul. No, with... see, time out, time out, time out. See, I, I, I think when we do that, give the other schools short shrift. I don't want to not talk about the ASU weekend, but I, I could probably talk for 45 minutes about it, and then we screw the other schools. No, we're not going to go that long. We'll, I'll put a timer on it. I just want to tell you, you if, if you've been to the Twitter account, I, I did put out the inter, the uh, uh, press conference with Coach Powers and TJ Semptonfelter. and great stuff. Uh, and Ethan Shemaggy. Um yeah, it was, it, and and I did happen to have the video running when Josh Jones scored the power play goal, which that looked like great, they took yeah, great video. Yeah, it looked like they took fifteen hundred pounds off his shoulders. He he went to the glass, and Sparky happened to be on the other side of the glass, just as chance. And uh, man, Josh looked like it was all the weight in the world was just lifted off his shoulders, and and then little did we know until. Coach Powers told us afterwards that um, he said he had a little heart-to-heart with him on the bench, told him to shoot the something puck. <laughs> well, yeah, look, because Lord knows we haven't said that on this program since October. Okay, but you know where he shot the puck from? The perfect, you know, top of the slot. Okay. And he uh, shot listen, it quickly. And you know, it having, was like, like on his stick yeah, and off the stick either. and in the back of the net. Yeah, we haven't said that either. Um you know how many you know how many goals you score when you don't shoot? I've heard none. Yeah, but I mean, can I tell you this? If you shoot the great one, time one was the... not only the great one was not only great, but kind of smart when it came to that whole goal scoring thing. And um, yeah, you got to shoot to score. Can I and tell you this then? Uh, if you shoot one time in the third period, you might score the only goal of the third period. Okay. <laughs> not like that's never happened. Ethan Chimeki, one shot for the Sun Devils. And, right. and somebody asked uh, Coach Powers about that in the press conference, too. And he goes, well, I guess we're one for one. <laughs> well, who, so what? It went in? <laughs> I know. It, it was might. just, uh, I mean, you look at the shots and you go like, TJ, man. I mean, I, I don't know if you saw my Twitter post today of TJ kneeling like he always does uh, at the top of the circles. Uh, when there's uh, breaks in the action. Anyway, I said that should be the next uh, uh, statue to go up at, at Mullet Arena is TJ in that pose. <laughs> oh, that was yeah. incredible. Um, that kid might, is un- unbelievable. You, you might, you know, help yourself, I don't know, staying out of the penalty box. Yeah. Yep, that you that know. would help. And yeah, uh, yeah. it probably would help if you had a healthy lineup, too, and then you didn't lose guys to penalties during the game. That would probably help, too. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, listen, the, the injuries are what they are. Okay. But I think the frustrating part, Paul, for, for Sun Devil fans and for certainly for Coach Powers is he came in with his deepest, most experienced, most talented lineup. And now right. due to injuries, he's down to so thin. He, he said he had a hard time just mixing and matching line combinations because he didn't have anybody else to pick from. And all I can say is there must be a Ryan Robinson uh, red shirt jersey or something because... He didn't get in the lineup again, and I don't get that. Um, you know, I didn't ask that question yet. Maybe I will this week, but um, I really thought that this was his shot to, to get a shot, but maybe that red shirt is, is something that's going to happen for him, and maybe that's more important than throwing him out there now and sacrificing that extra year of eligibility. Well, I mean, that does that does matter. Well, I'm do sure you remember had that conversation. Do you remember back to uh, Austin Lemieux? And uh, everybody kept saying, like, Lemieux's here, Lemieux's here. Why is he not in the lineup? Why is he not in the lineup? And he was the good soldier and spent a whole year redshirting. And wow. um, and, and then it was it was pretty good that they got him back because he, uh, he actually uh, had a pretty productive career. 
Yeah, he was he was he was a solid player. He you know he unfortunately suffered way too many comparisons to things he couldn't compare himself to, like his dad. Well, yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to say that, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. He carried that name with him. But you know what? Uh, Austin never once um, shied away from it. Uh, his dad is his dad. He was him. And, uh, you know, that's the way it went. But anyway, that's a whole that other just, topic. He, yeah, he just decided <clears throat> to take your golf lessons to heart and yeah. go play. Yeah, go do it. Go make some cash, man. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, the Sun Devils get a split with Boston College, a much-needed split. Uh, yeah, I told I know, Coach I Powers to start that that press conference. I said, Coach, tell me about this gutty win. And he said, you're absolutely right. It was a gutty win. Um, we dug deep for this one, and we got it. And, uh, you know, he said, nobody can take it away from us. It doesn't really matter what the score is. It just uh, where it ends up in the, the column on the left or the right side. And now they're one game away from being 500 again. And well, uh, a couple of wins this weekend would put them over. 500 yeah and, and hopefully they take advantage of, of 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 another opportunity they blew one this weekend I, I i i i'm not there i can only go by what i see and i saw a team on friday that i don't know here let me use the word that coach used we were awful yeah well i i try not to say everybody that. was awful he said and uh he he picked out a couple of guys that were okay and that being um O'Reilly and Murchison, um, you know, okay. those anyway, guys were those, those um, guys were okay. He said, "They they they still have a big month of January ahead. They've got nine to ten games against teams that are ahead of them in the pairwise, and act. I'm sorry, left not just you know by the time they finish up at Fairbanks." Nine to ten games, depending on what happens this weekend, against teams that are ahead of them in the pairwise, with a chance to 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 at least put themselves in the conversation. They could have really put themselves in the conversation with a sweep this weekend, and that was kind of the thing that that shook me a little bit about Friday. Not that they didn't win. But between, you know, just the 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 way they the 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 way the game played out, yeah, they were off for three weeks. But you know, yeah, so yeah, I know. I believe BC probably was too. I think they were uh, they were a little worried. One game, you know, and uh, we've said that about a few games, Paul. You said it about the first Colgate uh, loss, the first loss at Mullet, I should say, to Colgate. Uh, I've told you about that trip to Minnesota, how I thought that might come back to haunt them all year yeah, long. I, I, I think that Friday was probably their worst game of the year. Oh, yeah. I think I think everybody, including Coach, would agree with that. Uh, it just wasn't – they just weren't sharp at all. And no. um, I believe he used the words, I think we were playing in quicksand, and, and it looked that way. I mean, they were slow. Uh, they weren't getting to loose pucks. They, they weren't – they weren't completing passes. I mean, it was it was a little bit of everything. And you saw by the lineup, uh, when I sent you the lineup chart on, on Saturday afternoon, and by the way, that was kind of cool to have a matinee game. But anyway, um, when I sent you that lineup chart, I said, think there's some changes going on here? Think some messages are being sent? <laughs> well, yes. But at the same time, I know it all got mixed up when Demetrius Kumansis got thrown out of the game, but um, I kind of like those combinations. You weren't uh, – if you're going to rotate or shorten the bench, which, let's face it, for the most part, they've done for the last three weeks. The last three weeks of play. They've shortened the bench. That – yeah, yep. the lineup they had before Kumansis got thrown out, I, I thought was a very balanced way to get three – at least – roll three lines more consistently than they have been. But, you know, you have to go with what presents itself, and, you know, that's what happened. So they ended up going back to, quote-unquote, the normal routine. 
Well, I'll tell you one thing, and I, I don't think this is even debatable. Without T.J. Semptonfelter, who knows what their record would be because he was outstanding again. Paul, he had almost 100 shots faced again this oh, yeah. weekend. Uh, and he, he's in the press conference, and he's cool, calm, and collected. He's kind of smiling at me as I'm asking him the question. And I said, T.J., I said, uh, what goes through your head when you have to make three or four saves in a row? And he said, all I want to do is make the next one. <laughs> Yeah, and I forget, I, I forget uh, who was in there with him. Um, Ethan Schmaggy. Yeah. yeah. Um, he looked worn out where TJ looked like he was ready to go for a doubleheader. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if TJ had already showered and everything came out Yeah, I don't there. know, but that's the way it looked. I know. He, he looked really. Video. Yeah, it, it, that's true. That's the way it looked in person, too. Ethan looked wore out. Uh, and Coach Powers gave us the Ethan Schmaggy dog bark <laughs> on the way out of the press conference, which is kind of funny. And uh, I was going to ask Ethan I don't, about that. No, I I don't even want to know. He gave him a woof woof. Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> he goes, that's fine. the Ethan Schmaggy uh, bark as Ethan and uh, TJ were coming into the press conference. Coach okay. gave him that as they went out. But So uh, anyway, um, I, I told you we weren't going to go 45 minutes on this topic, so let's end right. it on this part. Uh, the Desert Classic is coming up. I mentioned the right. teams. I mentioned the times. It's Friday and Saturday. Get out there. It made me really nervous, uh, and I know New Year's Eve and basketball game and students off campus. I get all that, but it made me a bit nervous that the, the fans weren't quite as um, there as uh, as they should have been uh, for a game like that. But, you know, we're getting there. Uh, we'll figure it out. All, this, all the tickets were sold, as you reminded me. So uh, whether they're there or not is one thing, but um, I just hope that that this weekend uh, people get out there and watch these four teams because these are four really good hockey teams um, well, playing right here in the desert. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. We're gonna. I I, I assume that they're gonna live stream all four games, but uh, we'll see. I guess. I'll know a lot more on Tuesday night show because I'll do uh, a little digging on Tuesday when I get over there for media day. Yeah, that's and, just to let people know. Yeah, you know, that that you know, if you're a yeah, I, tech, I would hope so. You are Air Force fan, you'll still be able to see the game. So, yeah, I would hope so. I will verify though for sure on okay. Tuesday and let everybody know on Tuesday night show. But so anyway, um, I put something out on Twitter today. Uh, which I thought was kind of cool. I don't normally, or I haven't normally been putting out uh, poll type questions. And today I did, because I thought we had one that was interesting. And I said, what's the biggest, um, how did I put it? What was the biggest win or what was the best win of the four teams that won games this weekend? And I said, that would include um, Sun Devils, uh, two, one victory over, um, Boston College, yeah, was easy. that would include Lindenwood's 3-2 overtime win over Vermont. That would include uh, Fairbanks and a 3-2 win over Notre Dame. And that would also include the Anchorage Seawolves with a 3-2 win, which completed a sweep for them over the UMass Lowell Riverhawks. And uh, as I look at it right now, there's been, I put it up for three days. So there's two days and 10 hours left on this poll, and we encourage you to get there. Uh, simply go to at College Hockey W for College right, Hockey we, West. We, we could talk about this again on Tuesday, but the yeah. answer is easy, Anchorage. Yeah, well, well, um, and, and, and right I, now I, I, the I, polls are saying it's 45% Arizona State. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but um, you went on the road and swept a, 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 a top-ranked team. Top 15 team, right? Weren't they 13? You know, well, whatever the heck there was, they were there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that was, uh, to me, by far the most impressive weekend. I mean, you want to talk about the shots that uh, TJ Semptonfelter faced? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, um, we we – Anchorage and Jared Whale of Anchorage made 52 saves on Friday night. 52. Okay, as they as they beat Lowell 4 to 2. And then on Saturday night, 
Uh, they clamped it down a little bit defensively and only gave up 28 shots. So, I mean, uh, you know, to go back to back like that and sweep and, and on the road against a team that was playing, you know, and, and was, in, was, was a top team in the pairwise too. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no more. <laughs> um, yeah, that hurt. You know, they went from like 10th in the pairwise down to 27 behind ASU. That's, that's a big drop. Yeah, well, a couple of this things I'll say. Season, yeah. A couple of things I'll say to that, though, Paul. I told so, you all along, Matt Shasby has got a plan with these anchored Seawolves, and I know they struggled uh, in their Governor's Cup battle with Fairbanks, but I think they got better. I, I want to tell you two times I think Anchorage has made steps this season. I think they made steps um, in, in their battle with um, UNLV and Liberty. Uh, they didn't play very well against UNLV, they thought, and they almost lost in Vegas. And they laid it uh, on the line, and they laid the lumber to, to Liberty. And uh, they, I think that was a turning point in their season. And then I also think losing the Governor's Cup to, uh, to the rivals in Fairbanks was also uh, a building point or a changing point in the season. And look out. The Seawolves are for real, man. They just well, need a little let's, seasoning. Let's, 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 let's calm down here, okay? Let's, let's, let's. Matt Chasby, that's Paul Hornstein that's I saying that, yeah, not me, Matt. Listen, the coach will tell you the same thing. You know, winning those two games was awesome this weekend. But now you have to follow it up to, to, to solidify it. Well, you know, I think I don't, they will. I, I, I doubt they they're, will. you have to get at least a split next weekend at Maine. To 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 back up, you know what you did this weekend, which was great. Don't mis don't misunderstand me. I I there there no doubt were the the you know at least as far as we're concerned the team of the weekend. Well, let me ask you this: where where does when you're building a hockey team, where do you build from? The well, goal out, correct? Right. And and I, I mean, you think they found was... a freshman goaltender that might be pretty good? Well, it looks that like he's taken that net and 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 taken it over. I, I don't, you know, well, I don't he started see... that down here, Paul. He started that oh, against Arizona that. State, and and that. has carried it on. So, I think I think that's your first mark to go. Okay. The second thing I'll say is I'll give them some credit for what you said, locking things down from fifty-two to twenty-eight shots. I mean, that's an adjustment. In, in a 24-hour period that uh, shows that you have some character. You know, and by the way, I, I, I'm, I'm going to sit here and, and you know, I'm sure that, that Coach Shazby had a plan with his, with his, with his goalies, you know, but uh, Jared Will didn't play those four games against Fairbanks. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that. he played. He came in in relief of, 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 of Matt Radomski in, 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 in one of the games. Um, was it Matt Radomski? Uh, let me see. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Joey Lamoureux. Okay. Um, or did he, no? It was the other way around. I'm sorry. He did play. He did start the one game that they gave up seven goals. And, um, but I mean, in the games that he's played since the ASU game, that's five games. Um, one, two, three, four. Oh, there are four games, and he's been pretty darn good in three of them. Not going to argue with you. And so, as a well, freshman, you can take that. Yeah, absolutely. So the Sea Wolves are are a scary, scary team. So we talked about Arizona State. We talked about Alaska Anchorage. Now, let's uh, before we go to break because we're not going to go to break for a little longer yet. We need to talk about these other two games, but. Fairbanks, I don't know. I haven't seen the score today, Paul. Have you? They lost 2 nothing. Okay, 2 nothing. But they went to Notre Dame on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day to play a couple of games. And we've talked about Fairbanks and, and the job that uh, Eric Largan is doing up there. Uh, they just continually build and build and build. And I started out the show by saying, like, Pioneers, I hope that you got a lot of rest and I hope that you're not taking them lightly. 
because when they come to town this weekend to play at Magnus, um, they're coming in and they mean business. So uh, hopefully they, they're in Denver now and they don't get caught in a snowstorm that's on its way, um, which would be this rainstorm that left us. <laughs> well, it's still early in the week, so. I know, but it's, yeah, okay. Okay, Mr. Buffalo. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, it, well, listen no. could they have a problem getting out of Chicago? Probably. They could, sure. Yeah, well, this this is going to be in the Midwest, this snowstorm, for the next probably two to three days well, from Denver to Chicago to, you know. So hopefully they got out hopefully and got in, um, and they're in, uh, in Denver. Because remember last year, it was COVID-related, it was flight-related, but it took them a week to get everybody there. And Eric Largan was the last one to make it because he had to wait till all the players were on a plane and uh, in Denver before he could leave Seattle. So uh, hopefully that won't be the case, but that will be a really good matchup. Fairbanks, again, uh, they are a scary, scary hockey team um, as an independent. And I think Coach Powers knows for sure that they're going to be a tough out as well, um, well down the road. I, I, listen, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they have a – they're ahead of ASU in the pairwise. Right now, they are ahead of ASU in the pairwise, and ASU has to play them four times. Yep. Okay. So, um, you know, they 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 did it last year. They lost some of their players to the portal, but but they have, you know, they have uh, kept going from last year, where. The second half of the season, they were a tough, tough out. They've been a tough out from the start this year. You know, and right now, the, you know, uh, since November, a win and a tie against RPI. They lost two one-goal games to a, a, a top 15 team in Penn State, swept Anchorage, and got a split at Notre Dame. Does that mean that they're going to go to Denver this week, next weekend, and and take a couple? Um, probably not. Okay, but they are going to have one thing going for them that that at least on the Friday night game uh, that they'll have. Denver hasn't played in three weeks outside of Sean Barron's. Yeah, and I don't know if Sean will play this weekend either. I don't know if he'll be back in time. He might not. Uh, it depends on how long Team USA goes. Yeah, exactly. In the, in the World Junior Championships. And he's got to come from from Brit from uh, New Brunswick, right, or Nova Scotia, or wherever uh, they are. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, the, uh, so it's Atlantic time zone. Yeah, it's so. not exactly like when they're done. No. He's just uh, easy connection into Denver. It's going to take him a little while and some adjustment, uh, probably to get his legs under him. So I don't think they're going to be pushing uh, Sean Barron's too hard. Uh, no. for the sixth and seventh, but anyway, yeah, you're, you're hundred percent correct on that. Um, okay. Very so that easy. leads us to the last one of these four, cause we've got more things to talk about after the break, but we need to talk about Lindenwood and them going to Vermont playing a really tough game Friday night and then getting that overtime victory on new year's Eve. Uh, I texted coach, uh, Zombo. I said, Hey, congratulations on the win. When do you want to talk again? He goes next week, sometime before Thursday. <laughs> really? Because it's really surprising that he wants to talk to us. Uh, he He's usually said, very reserved and quiet. He said, "Can you wait till I get home on Sunday afternoon so I can look at my schedule?" I said, "Hey, coach, whenever you want to come on, more than more than welcome to." Uh, so yeah, Lindenwood goes up, and uh, they're scary as well because they just don't quit. Well, first of all, got to stay out of the penalty box. I've heard that before, uh, Paul. Know, I know, I know. Um, Vermont was up 2-0. Lindenwood ties the game almost literally off the opening face off the third period on the Friday night. And then, you know, they spent so much time in the box. Even even though, you know, they gave up the they gave up a power play goal midway through the third period, you know, to to to, to Vermont where, you know, they are, you know, slowly improving from where they've been under top, you know, under, you know, and, but you can't stay in the penalty box. I mean, at, at, I mean, they got, had two penalties 
in the second half of the second period and then just basically looked like they had somebody in the box the entire third period. They're, they're, they're competitive, and they've been competitive, but you can't be competitive like that. They're not that good. You know, they're not there. They're not at that point yet. Denver might be able to get away with that. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. you well, know, keep in mind and, that these are these are student athletes. Um, I I get that, but I'm just my point being is, I'm sure that that you know if we talk to him later this week, well, I'm sure that is what uh, he's going to spend this week working on in practices or whatever. I mean. Because you can't do that. You can't obviously stay in the penalty box that much. You 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 know you can't. You know half your team doesn't play that way because you only have so many penalty killers. You know. Yeah, yeah, um, that's exactly it. And I think, I think the penalties that, you know, there's there's two types of penalties. There's good penalties and bad penalties. And I think a bad penalty, most coaches will tell you, is when it it comes from laziness. You either slapping your stick at something because you don't want to move your feet or you're not paying attention or you're doing something stupid like grabbing a face mask. Um, yeah, well, you know, I mean, th those types of things or you're doing stuff after a whistle or whatever. Those are bad penalties, but there's penalties that sometimes you have to take because your team just isn't at the same level as the team that you're playing. So you need to. Uh, take a penalty maybe to stop a breakaway or take a penalty to stop a really good scoring chance. Okay, I get it. But I think what coaches are really working on with their players, and I saw this with Arizona State for the most part. There were some blunders, obviously. But for the most part, they stayed away. Like the end of the game, and you and I talked about this as well, at the end of the game uh, last night or yesterday afternoon, um, Ethan Schmaggy took the puck off the faceoff with nine seconds left. They were shorthanded, and uh, he just held it along the boards. And it frustrated the heck out of Boston College, as it would any team, because they had two extra skaters, and they couldn't get their stick on a puck for the final nine seconds because he held it against the boards. And they they got a little roughhousing afterwards, for, for the most part. Uh, I thought the Sun Devils did a good job without losing control. They won the game. They knew they'd won the game. Now just leave it. Just walk away. You know, you got to defend yourself a little bit, but but don't instigate. And I don't think they did. Well, I, I don't know. Um, it was hard to tell from the video. Uh, you got the you got good video, but there were just so many people that it was hard to tell. Yeah, I don't think I, I think the instigation part of it, Paul, came from from the frustration of Boston College because they were thinking Hey, we got a penalty. We got a six on four, nine seconds. We can do something if we win the draw. But credit to Josh Doan. He won that draw and and drew it right back to the wall. And uh, Coach Powers said in the press conference, he said, I knew when, when Ethan Schmaggy had the puck that there was going to be no way they were going to get it and be able to get a quality shot in nine seconds. Well, you would hope not. You would hope not. Yeah, but that, you know, first of all, you got to win the draw. And second I, I of all is. I understand that. Once you once you have the uh, the draw and, and then you have to control that puck because nine seconds is still a lot of time, believe it or not, folks. Well, yeah, I, I mean, but if you have to get it away from the wall, it's a lot harder. Right, but what I'm saying is uh, the optimistic side of Boston College was saying like, okay. We've got two extra skaters. All we have to do is win the draw, and we've got nine seconds where we can get a couple of passes and a shot and maybe even a rebound and, and seal the deal. So, you know, I mean, that's what I think was was going through their head, and I think when they realized that they weren't even going to get an opportunity because they lost the draw and then it was up against the boards and, and they couldn't even free it with their whole two extra players over there, um, I think that was kind of a kick in the gut. Eh, it's nine seconds. It had to be perfect. Yeah, I know. But at least they, they wanted a shot, Paul, and they didn't get a shot is what I'm saying. Win the faceoff. Exactly. Okay, let's do this. Let's take a break. Let's come back. Uh, we got a little World Junior stuff to talk about because they're ready to, to head to the quarterfinals starting tomorrow. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We want to break down again a little bit more about the uh, the upcoming Desert Classic. It's the last 
a holiday tournament for, or the only holiday tournament for uh, the seven teams that we cover in the NCAA. So, and it's at mullet and it's here in the desert and I'm going to be here. So uh, we'll talk a little more in depth all week about that because I think that's pretty cool. I think we got some real characters for head coaches coming in. And I mean that in a good way with uh, coach powers and, and uh, the new coach at Boston U and Joe up at uh, Michigan tech. And um, of course the czar, as we like to call him as well. And he'll really be itching after they didn't play last weekend oh, sure. to, to get down here to the desert and get on the ice and do something. So um, we'll look forward to that, but let's take a quick break and let's come back and dig into it. At behind the mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans. It's Sunday night, which means it is College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a now drying out of Tempe, Arizona. I guess that's where I can classify where I'm at at the moment. Um, Paul Hornstein, my longtime co-host, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate out on the island they call Long Island in New York. Yeah. Paul, the uh, servants in bed and everything else, you just got your feet up. Hey, by the way, there's some new summer skates coming in in the next week or two, and I'll be happy yeah. to send some to you for your Fred Flintstone feet. Well, yeah, that's good because I need those. Um, I don't know what you're talking about servants. They don't. I'm in the basement, <laughs> so I'm the servant, so I don't know what okay. the hell you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> by the way, I'm going to have Grando and I'm also going to have uh, Master Simone check out your place just to make sure that uh, we've got all the facts because they're not far from you. No, they're no, not. But I, I still get wait, I'm still waiting for that invitation to Christmas dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep waiting. <laughs> wow. Anyway, um, so we ran through what happened last weekend. Um, two things oh, I want to say very quickly. 
before we get started into uh, the rest of what's happening this coming weekend and the World Juniors, which we'll have to do in the next 15 minutes. But I wanted to break down the pairwise as uh, as I see it. I'm looking at the USCHO, so if I'm wrong, Paul, it's because that's where I'm looking and you're probably looking somewhere else. Yeah, uh, probably. Denver's number three, um, which, you know, how i don't know but anyway they're number three uh, <laughs> i'm not going to get into breaking these all down because that just wouldn't be fair uh then we go to our next team well, in our area alaska is at uh 22 yeah uh and then we go to arizona state which i have uh on my uh page in front of me i guess is uh, arizona state then i look at number uh, 31 uh, and Arizona State being 26. Right. Number 31 is Colorado College after a split and very nearly a sweep this weekend well, for listen, uh, Chris they, Mayette they, and the guys. You know, yeah. I mean, they, they lose a game in overtime on Saturday. Um, you know, they, they um, you know, they, 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 you know, probably uh, might lament the fact that on Saturday they were 0 for 8 on the power play. Penalty kills, right? They were 0 for 4. <laughs> But, you know, you go for eight on the power play and you lose a game in overtime. Uh, that uh, makes it tough to swallow. Yeah, uh, they, exactly. They, they crushed Princeton on Friday night. Um, yeah, really solid hockey game from the entire squad, from the goal out. Right. And, you know, um, not conference, so it's not so bad. Um, but, you know, it's going to be go time for folks in the NCHC. Um, CC is right now third in the conference. You know, they're two points up on Omaha and four points up on Western and your Bulldogs. So, you know, they, they might be struggling non-conference, but in the league. They're doing okay. They're doing okay. And, you know, they're going to have to keep that up, obviously, because you want well, that first round home ice. Yeah, but you got to look at what what's happening now. Let's not forget that Chris Mayotte took over that program last year, late, oh, I, I late understand last year, that. and they're looking at building something. And he didn't dip into the portal. He went and got no, no, I, uh, I freshmen. I know, and he, I know. But what I'm saying is, he's nine, ten, and one right now. And I think the first goal, if you got truth serum out of him, and uh, and asked him, would be to be above five hundred. Let's get above five hundred. And then let's chip away at that that uh, conference schedule. And let's I, see if I, we yeah. can get, you know. So yeah, I know what you're saying, and I'm not I'm not disparaging that in any way. I'm just saying that I, I think what they're doing is I think they're right on track. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, well, that's what, could they have had like, a couple more wins? Sure. sure, but but I think they're right on track to do what they want to do to be where they want to be at the end of the year. So uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and then you look down the list a little bit and you, uh, you see our, uh, our other time, uh, teams, air force is at 51 They're they're six, 10 and two, but man, oh man, watch out for air force. Cause they do have a conference tournament yeah, well, and they do have that. talent and they do have uh, the ability. So, uh, even though the pairwise says they're 51, um, nope, certainly does not matter. Uh, Lindenwood comes in at 54 with a 15 or a 5 13 and 0 mark uh and then Alaska Anchorage uh comes in at 55 with a 4 12 and 0 mark and I'll tell you right now Paul all seven teams in our coverage area are going to continually um shake up NCAA hockey can I say that can I say that all seven teams will in some way shape or form between now and the tournament shake up college hockey well, maybe you could say it. They're going to. They're going okay. to. They're all going to put a, uh, you know, some will continually move towards the top. Some will, will upset teams that, that thought they had it made um, or could walk over these teams. And, um, you know, we'll just see what happens. So you but could say it. I want to put that out there because we'll put the pairwise out tomorrow on Twitter um, once I get it put down. But anyway, um, yeah, so. So that's the pairwise. Um, before we finish up with the uh, the Desert Classic again, uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on at the World Juniors, Paul, because I know you got that in front of you, who the quarterfinal matchups are. And well, I do. Uh, what your gut tells you is going to happen. 
Man, my gut doesn't tell me anything. Oh, it told me something last night. Don't go there. It told me something last night. My gut tells me things, too, but it usually has nothing to do with hockey. (laughs) Uh, Um, Well, it told you something last night because you told me what you saw potentially lining up. So give us the quarterfinals and then tell us where you think things will be on the 2nd, 4th, and 5th this week of January. Well, first of all, um, you have uh, the, the the two teams that are not in the quarterfinals playing uh, a two out of three series to stay at the top level in the World Juniors, Latvia and Austria. Um, that's going to be a tough goal for, for, for Austria. But, you know, uh, that is what that is. Um, as far as the... The, the quarterfinals are concerned, and they start uh, tomorrow at um, uh, at 11 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, the first game is, 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 is already a rivalry game between uh, Finland and Sweden. Okay. I'm listening. Um, I'm listening. This is your show right now, so go bring uh, it. Whatever. Um you know, and that game is followed by uh, Chechia and the Swiss. The uh, Chechia should probably win that game pretty handily. Um, and then you get the U.S. against Germany. Uh, that game starts at uh, 4 o'clock uh, Eastern time. And then you have uh, Team Canada against Slovakia. And if anybody, you know, if, I mean, that's. Is Team Canada any good, though? I mean, come on. Yeah, they stink. Yeah, okay. So Connor Bedard, is he going to be worth the first round draft pick this year? Yeah. Maybe. Huh? Yeah, whatever. You know. Um, you know, he's okay. I'm just saying. He's okay. <laughs> How about the captain? Is he any good? Cracking yeah. get themselves a good one in Shane Wright? Well, we'll see. I mean, he's, you know. Paul, you know, yes, they, they did. Yeah, They got a good one already. We can already say they've got a good one. Well, let's put it this way, and this is what you're getting at, all right? Um, the Chechens have the number one overall seed. Now, depending on what happens tomorrow, okay, um, if all the quote-unquote favorites Yeah, we know how that went in August, too, by the way. Right. Um, That sets up a a U.S.-Canadian semifinal because that would be the two-seed against the three-seed, if I'm reading this correctly. Um, And that's one game earlier than they probably... And hope to be for. matched up against, yes. But but that means if that if that's the case, by the way, uh, that would mean that the loser of that game does not medal. Mm-hmm. Huh? Or might not medal, excuse might me. Might not. Might not. Might not yeah. medal. They will play for bronze, the loser right. of that game. Right. If they uh, get that far. We gotta get there first. Well, that's right. I mean that's that's the whole thing, right? I mean Everybody's going to sit here and talk about this. And this is one and done. This is game seven. Uh, yes, any, it is. Any of these teams can get a hot goalie and knock out the other team. And now, let me throw this out there real quick, and then you can now, finish it up. Um, my fear, and I've told you this, my fear with Team USA in August and again this year is, can they adapt? They're really good at playing their style. But if somebody takes their style away, can they adapt and can they still find uh, enough of their talent to win another style of hockey game if that's what it comes down to? Well, the weird thing is... I know. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm telling you is Team USA is normally the last couple of championships they've had their style... And uh, when it's when they've gotten out of their style, they haven't been great. No, they haven't. But I'll say this: 
I'll say this again. It's it's because it's weird. Okay. Um, Team Canada will play the type of game that Team USA wants to play. The question is, if they play each other and Canada sets the tempo, is the U.S. fast enough, good enough, top to bottom, to keep up with this Canadian team? I'll answer that for you in one word. You're going to say no, but no. I don't listen to you anyway. I know you don't, but no, they are not deep enough. That doesn't mean they're not good, they're, and no, they're, they're not, and they can't win the gold uh, if everything falls their again, way. On paper, though. But if they get on a track meet um, with Canada, they just don't have the depth. They don't have the talented depth that that Canada has. So they're going to have to make some adjustments because I don't think Team USA wants to. They want to play that style. But I don't want, don't think they want Canada being wide open. I mean, Dylan Gunther, Shane Wright, um, you know, uh, Connor Bedard. Just go down the list. Uh, Owen Zellweger. Yeah. I mean, just go down the list of players in that team yeah. that uh, can can really come at you. And and I think, um, you know, what I saw this summer, Paul, at the NJEC was uh, at least for the August team. Nate Lehman looked like he was putting together a real good checking line. Right. And uh, and I don't know that they have a checking line. This this team, uh, you know what I mean? I think they're more balanced across the board, top to bottom. But that means if you're you can be balanced all you want, but you're going to have to match up talent wise too with that third and fourth line of Canada. Well, I get that. Um, I think it also, you know, uh, it'll play into the strength of the U.S. defense. Because, uh, like I said, they're fast. They just haven't been very physical. So once again, you're in a situation where the style matchups are 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 relatively even because the U.S. wants to play the same style that Canada does because they want to, you know, they want to riverboat people. But once again, can the U.S. keep up with Canada? Uh, I don't think you're – listen, I'm not going to sit here and say they can. I'm not going to say they can't because you're also talking about a defense that can move. And, you know, U.S. has guys like Jackson Brake, uh, Blake, Luke Middlestat on defense, Lane Hudson. These guys can all skate. Um, Charlie Strammel, right? I mean – the question, as you say, would be what happens when fourth lines match up? And uh, with yep. the U.S. being the higher seed, does that mean they get last change? Yeah, uh, I would think so, but so, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I mean, let, let's see saying. if we can get through these quarterfinals uh, tomorrow first and see where we stand uh, uh, in the semifinal matchups because, like you said, that that is – what it's appearing to look like is that semifinal matchups will have Canada and the United States facing each other. So that would be very interesting, uh, just short of the gold medal game. But <laughs> well, it, it does add more tension to the game. Oh, goodness, yes. Goodness. But more so than a gold medal game. Yeah, if you're playing, if, you, if, you've gotten you're, to the end when you're playing for the gold medal. It's either right, gold or it's, silver, and right, you're either one or two. Right, and and I think that um, while a U.S. Canadian gold medal game is what you know people on this side of Atlantic, the Atlantic, want to see, uh, if you think about it, the chance to prevent the other team from playing for a gold medal. adds much more uh i think it adds much more intensity to it than it would if it was a gold medal game now i could be completely off my rocker yeah well nobody would ever ever doubt that either but well yeah that's true 
Okay. Uh, we just got a couple of minutes left. We're going to run over anyway. But um, just a reminder, the Desert Classic coming up here, Tempe, Arizona. I'll be here for it this weekend. Paul will be lounging in the palatial estate, uh, having a land shark and having his feet up on the desk and uh, maybe a screen or two going on, keeping track of what's going on. But we will bring it to you. I haven't laid out the whole plan as to how we're going to do this yet, but uh, Jay Pandolfo uh, coming in with the Boston uh, University Terriers, um, taking over from a, an icon, right, Paul? And we just saw Greg Brown take over from another icon in Boston College. The fact that that happened in Boston the same time uh, is really bizarre to me. Well, you had um, BU and BC, Michigan and Michigan State, all replace their coaches in the same year. I mean, you talk about blue blood programs and have and 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 so forth and so on that i mean that's i mean those are four of i mean who's missing from that list basically denver and north dakota <laughs> yeah probably uh you're not far off but yeah that's uh that is 100 percent uh factual on that part of it um Joe Shahan and uh, the Michigan Tech Huskies, we know what they uh, like to do against Arizona State. They like to battle. Can I just say that? That rivalry was formed a few years ago, and it's a battle now every time those two face each other. So uh, I think both games, BU and, and Air Force, and then Arizona State and uh, um, the uh, Michigan Tech Huskies, I think they will both be really good hockey games to kick off the desert classic. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully I can get together with the, uh, the uh, coaches and, and get a few comments. Uh, and then we'll see what we can do. We'll try to put something together maybe uh, before it all starts. And we'll definitely have a wrap up on Sunday night. Maybe we'll do something <clears throat> Saturday night too. We'll see if I can Without get Paul to, uh, if I can get Paul to break away a little bit, cause Whatever. you know, sometimes Without he kicks his feet up and, you know, it's hard just to get them to do anything from that place. I don't yeah, blame I them. Know. I mean, folks, when you see the palatial estate, you'll know why it's hard to get them to do things. Yeah, it's because it's hard for me to get down the stairs. <laughs> I have a weirdly angled staircase. And I have so a dog I, that likes to beat me down the stairs. And I have to, you know, at my advanced age, I have to make sure that he doesn't run into me and I can break a hip. Because then well, they'll the shoot me and put me out the pasture. Yeah, the good news the good news is is that uh it's my left hand, folks. So if I do have uh some sort of procedure, uh my left hand, not my right, so I can hold the microphone. I just have to remember to turn it on. Turn it on. Yeah. There's an on switch. Wow. Uh I promise. I promise I will get it done yeah, this no weekend. Cool. There'll be no uh there'll be wow. no screw ups. I'll yeah, get it yeah. done. Yeah, but we're looking forward yeah, to the yeah. Desert Classic. If you are a Arizona business and you want to take advantage of it, I will be looking for you uh this week because it's a great opportunity to showcase your business to uh three teams coming in. And uh you know what? Put your name out there. Let them uh let them come to you for uh, a great meal or or something uh during their trip out here and Put, put your name in the back of their head for future trips. Never a bad idea, nope, right? Nope, nope. Okay. Unless you got something more, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network, brought to you by AT&T Wireless, where you can get the latest phones free with eligible trade-ins. Go to at slash wireless for more details. Desert Toyota of Tucson. No gimmicks, no games, just a great car and a great experience. Find us at deserttoyota.com or at 7150 East 22nd Street in Tucson. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at our two locations, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, as well as 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV to catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now at DruryHotels.com. Top Golf, play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. 
Liberty University, over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. And College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts. Live every week on the Podbean app and available for download wherever you get your podcasts from. Search, subscribe, rate, review, help others find the program at ITHSW Podcast. That's all one word, ITHSW Podcasts. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com. Very well done, my friend. And uh, it has stopped raining again here in uh, Phoenix. So we're hoping that we can push this stuff out to you folks in Denver so you get a little snow and maybe to the Midwest. So uh, Minnesota and, and Chicago, they get a little snow as well. Maybe a winter storm watch or something yeah, like that. And then we'll shift it all over from the, uh, the Great Lakes and uh, we'll send it all to Paul Hornstein. Let him and his servants shovel the driveway. How about that? How to win friends and influence people. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all right. We will say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. De Niro asks you to tune in tomorrow night uh, for the second show of 2023, Analytics and Eyeballs, tomorrow night. And I think we'll have a guest. And we'll probably have a guest on Tuesday as well. And then we'll be talking um, the Desert Hockey Classic coming up. So, all right. Good night, everybody. Good night.